Welcome to Audio Gyan with Kedar Nimkar, a podcast that documents insightful conversations with Indian designers, artists, musicians, writers, thinkers, and creatives of all types. Catch us on iTunes or visit audiogyan.com for more Gyan sessions. Here's your host, Kedar Nimkar. Today I have Amitabh Kumar with us on Audio Gyan. Amitabh lives and works in Bangalore. He's a designer and an artist, and has worked as part of. Sarai Media Labs where he researched and made comics program events design books and co-curated an experimental art space he's a faculty at Srishti School of Arts and Design and Technology and is initiating member of the Delhi based comic ensemble the Pau Collective he has been painting murals across India for a couple of years and now today we are here to speak about murals and his work So thank you Amitabh for giving us your time and it's a pleasure to have you on audio again absolute pleasure yeah uh so the first like i've come up with five questions but the first one is slightly to understand your process and set the context here okay. that uh whatever i've observed and seen your work online uh it's uh it has got a distinct grungy look uh so can you tell us how did you arrive at this process and what how like what's your philosophy behind design and art in general i used to draw in a very different style mm-hmm. before uh, before i started drawing the way i i, I do now mm-hmm. and that style was it, it was extremely labor intensive it was basically hatching mm-hmm. cross hatching and and trying to get form through that also it wouldn't really translate well uh, as a print form okay. uh, more so as a xerox print form which was the easiest form of uh, print tran- translation that i knew mm-hmm. cheapest as well Uh, so i thought i sh- i needed to sort of come up with a style that could uh, that was rough mm. that was very heavy very mm. bold and that could also take to being reproduced cheaply okay. very very comfortably so this very thick pen style uh, that's that's how it took shape mm. early in delhi uh, mm. around 2010 2011 i started sort of experimenting with this really bold uh, sort of you know style and initially it was just sort of scribbles and papers i i remember i was i was drawing uh, metro drawing so i i used to draw passenger sketches while i would be traveling in the metro in delhi hmm. and i guess that that uh, and the speed of it really allowed me because when you draw people used to watch hmm. so i think that really shaped uh, the graphic language a little bit more more so when i started uh, sort of taking this i have had published a few comics with this style but uh, the irony was that uh, i actually developed it a lot more when i uh, began drawing in public spaces mm-hmm. um because i think scale and distance does something to the way you perceive an image and line line thickness and for me i think a lot of it was also from this uh, uh this compulsion hmm that uh, i mean or rather this obsession that uh, that my lines have to be clean hmm. and organic so uh, there you, were no there meant, no hard edges yeah when you meant scale and distance uh, is about the object from where you are drawing or uh, no 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 it's the surface where i'm drawing when you okay, see okay. walls in public spaces ha, ha, ha. Uh, you perceive an image on them very very differently as you would do in your phone or Correct. in a book or Correct. or on a or on a page hmm. like that so i guess from there there came the desire to really sort of graphically amplify mm-hmm. my own style also the treatment i guess there was a point when i think i was painting in delhi in 2014 when i realized that because uh, i i have a compulsion to have finished uh we have a very clean graphic style so to speak hmm. uh it it was it was coming across as extremely mechanical it was almost like a laser cut image okay okay and i felt that it was important to break that clean image mm-hmm. by the treatment that i 
uh, sort of work with. So I was okay with not like with a non-flat surface. I was I was okay with patches of paint being shown. Hmm. I was okay with a lot of surface and materiality. Hmm. And I think that's where certain ideas of grunge come in. Mm-hmm. But it was intentional because you could have uh, evolved the the laser cut finish. Uh, direction also right i so, did actually yeah uh, because it's so easily easily uh, it's it's such an easy vector image uh-huh. i did this experiment where which was the last time i actually uh, uh, in, invested in my own art where i spent some money getting some of this artwork ready for the indian art fair hmm. in 2011 mm-hmm. <laughs> or 2012 sorry where i got these my drawings laser cut into four uh, four different surfaces hmm. uh, basically into four plates okay. in milky acrylic mm-hmm. and got it stuck to clear acrylic so it was these four plates uh, stuck next to each other literally mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i lit it up uh, with like these really high luminosity led lamps at the back okay. so this, in the screen in the front you could see shadows essentially and oh. shadows of different luminosities and amra and panamra happen and it was definitely uh, a poetic to sort of see that but mm-hmm. it it like burned my pocket mm-hmm. so i promised i'll never ever sort of been investing <laughs> in sort of making installation mm-hmm. work like that again but i did try laser cut and you know it's Mm. it's fun interesting uh coming to the murals part uh like i wanted to slightly dwell more upon this mural and want to uh also learn personally what goes into a mural so the first uh, thing regarding that is like uh you've done like a lot of murals in different cities right so can you tell us what exactly a mural is uh what is its importance and how has it like a sort of a very brief outline how is it evolved in india and what what are the things uh, well it? i i wouldn't want to talk about the the craft of making murals in public spaces through historical perspective because okay. i think that perspective is very easily available everywhere online okay i i would i would rather sort of it's an i feel it's an emerging practice right mm-hmm. now where where urban uh professionals like myself mm-hmm. uh, uh people who are trained in the graphic arts or not trained in the graphic arts for example we have a lot of people from uh, the the advertising circles sort of also come in and be part of this movement here where i think it's really trying to be in conversation with a wider public mm-hmm. through the graphic image as opposed to just being in conversation with them in the gallery mm-hmm. and in that lies a lot of potential because what it does it it's for me personally i'm a i'm i've been trained in an art school i i i was showing in in gallery is before i i come from a very sort of you know uh, traditional uh, way of sort of working in the art world and i think making murals is one way for me to really break out of that uh, tradition of being a graphic artist and trying to seek a wider audience also what it does for me very more importantly is shift this idea of the artist you know because when you talk about the artist you're always talking about the artist as a creator someone mm. who creates mm. whereas in public spaces the idea of the creator just doesn't hold because you're not in control so you can initiate the life of an image okay but you don't create the image because you know uh, people can come and do anything with it the mm-hmm. image is continuous someone might want to piss on it someone might spit pan stain on it the image changes someone puts a poster on it the image changes so it's really understanding public life mm-hmm. and understanding the nature of public life and the relation of the image not with a certain presence mm-hmm. but with public life itself so it's been a it's been a great learning tool for me personally mm-hmm. and a, a learning tool that i also continuously work with with younger minds in shishti mm-hmm. uh, and it's an absolute privilege and an honor to really explore what the graphic image in this context you know uh could 
mean or the practice of painting graphic images in public spaces could mean you know mm-hmm. so that's that's definitely exciting yeah so you mean when you start you you have so visualize something to be drawn right but that evolves or that uh, you have to uh, make sure that it is like i don't know matlab uh, as you mentioned spit uh, on it is like well uh, there could be barricades and then <laughs> why why then then it's just like it just loses the point but i think uh, well so there are multiple ways couple initially when when we started hmm. uh, because also initially people weren't so sure about it mm-hmm. so even when we were knocking on doors and asking for walls ourselves hmm. we how you had to show the person whose wall you are asking or requesting them to give your wall hmm. what you'll be making on it and then hmm. there'll be the standard promise that you know I'll, even if you don't like it after i made on it i'll paint over it with a weather coat hmm. color paint of your choice so on and so forth that that's how it began but later i think it became a lot more flexible and since i've been painting for some years now hmm. i've had the privilege of really exploring wildly different modes of modes of working so uh well it, for instance when i was painting again in delhi in 2014 at the at the lodi colony space hmm. i went in with a with a composition could you could you had to get it approved by the government hmm. but other than the basic elements the entire narrative changed because the way people used to engage with that side change Okay. So for example I had uh, I had designed the composition differently hmm. uh, like there was a dog who was spitting fire and what not yeah, yeah. and then there's a dog poop also yeah. yeah so the dog poop example was because people were actually coming there and dogs were pooping in that road every uh-huh. day I used to come I used to find more and more dog poop uh-huh. so it it became a way to acknowledge sight Okay. So thereafter I think the next experiment I tried was just to go with one element mm-hmm. and just collect everything through that exper- element because see even when you're painting in public spaces mm. rather than understand that the act of painting is crystallizing your knowledge about that space that mm. you have done your research and the research output is a mural mm. the mural itself could be a way to research because while you're painting you're there Mm-hmm. and when you're there you learn i feel mm-hmm. you know so it's it's a, and then i think it's all about how willing you are uh, to intuitively follow the logic of place as it reveals to you mm-hmm. so that that becomes that becomes very interesting yeah but do then spaces also contextualize what you're going to draw absolutely it... absolutely in fact that is the only craft that me and others like myself have okay because like you yourself said i've painted mm. uh, uh, you know across the country mm. and the uh, one way to legitimize my practice is that i am what i'm basically doing is uh, trying to sharpen my tools of understanding place mm-hmm. so my practice is to negotiate with place every time and and i more than, i mean just going one step ahead of that i do think that cities have a particular art practice mm-hmm. that art inherently in bangalore is different than art in delhi is different than art in you know well, you can't just yeah. clump them up and i feel as as much as the the artist marks the city hmm. the city also marks the artist mm-hmm. so because i've worked in different different cities each city is a very is a very different set for me mm-hmm. and I, that's the practice that i think uh, at least i am part of where i'm i'm sharpening my tools of un, of understanding place as mm-hmm. opposed to just work in one place and everything i do is like pinya Mm-hmm. you know or is like only about bangalore that there are practices like that as well you know mm-hmm. that are intrinsically city based or location based I men to each their own i guess mm-hmm. i think there are like lot more questions opening up in this maybe which i have to articulate further but uh, yeah moving on uh, as you mentioned like then uh, can you tell us any specific artwork which you created which sort of uh, landed up in a lot of conversation among the people and yeah. uh, how did it uh, like evolve into 
an iconic thing or like at least like a landmark kind of a thing in that area mm-hmm. okay on what were the learnings yeah i mean yeah i i i, I when i read that question i instinctively knew what i think i'd want to share hmm this was in 2000 and uh, some the early years it was the first start festival mm-hmm. start at that point of time was just a bunch of friends mm-hmm. us who were trying to do uh, who were trying to create a movement out mm-hmm. of out of what each one of us believed in mm-hmm. uh, and this was in shahpur jhat Okay. and once again because it was the early days we had solicited our wall ourselves so we had i had gone to the owner i had gone to the owner of the balcony on whose balcony i wanted to put the lap the ladder and i had gone to the wall owner convinced them convinced the convinced two families basically to give me their private property to come and paint in mm-hmm. and i began mm-hmm. now <laughs> at that point of time i was on a slightly different tangent and i really wanted to experiment it mm-hmm. and my tangent was that i'll just inhabit public space i will not make a representative image okay. i will not it is it does not matter if they understand what i'm painting or not they will see something and maybe the 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 line of questioning is a relationship that the audience have with the image as opposed mm-hmm. to resolution ki oh ye to aam hai ya ye to you know this is something specific mm-hmm. so i i started basically overdrawing mm-hmm. so i would finish i would finish one shape mm-hmm. whatever shape that i so fancied at that point of time and then i would draw over it with another color Okay. Like this I had done about 20 odd layers <laughs> across 10 days. Okay. And and like one day it would like one day, so the shopkeeper whose balcony I was painting he was very very vocal. So one day he said he got very upset and mm. like ki ki kya so one day he said these looks like intestines. Mm. And the other day he's like this looks like Lord Ganesha. Mm. Then he's like what are you trying to prove here that mm. intestines are lord like are you making Ganesha's intestines? Mm. I was like no no no. I really wasn't making anything. I mm. was start I was and I would come down and I would tell people that I'm making a cloud i'm making something amorphous mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i would just have a chat finally on the 9th it was i drew like i worked like this for 10 days mm-hmm. and after seven day onwards every time i used to come back there would be people waiting for me mm-hmm. they would just to like tell me that what a waste of time this is i'm wasting their time my time my money their money and this is pathetic mm-hmm. uh, i am pathetic and i should just go home but they never beat me up mm-hmm. and i never stopped coming back mm-hmm. so that was really really interesting finally on the 9th day the shopkeeper lost it i went to buy some cigarettes and he was like look what is going on and and he was upset i was like what happened he's like uh, he pointed something in his shop key what is that and i said it's a bar of chocolate he said what is that and it's a packet of chips and he says what is that and i'm like okay that's a that's a soap what are you getting to mm-hmm. they look like soap and chips and stuff what is that what mm-hmm. is that that you painted what does that look like mm-hmm. and i was like okay it was a learning experience for me because uh, uh in the like the traditional sense i had, it was absolute failure mm-hmm. because people had rejected mm-hmm. the work funnily enough a lot of paintings that started painted in shahpur jhat got painted over mm-hmm. mine didn't mm-hmm. because it became a landmark ki okay. gandhi wali drawing se left le lena <laughs> take a right from that ugly drawing take a, so mm-hmm. it's still it's still there ironically mm-hmm. people have painted around it mm-hmm. but the drawing stays so i learned that I learned the, the harsh lessons I learned that I like I genuinely like people to like what I do. Mm-hmm. I think it's important that that, uh, that there are positive conversations uh, while I'm because it was mentally a very harrowing process. Imagine like someone like not someone many people running you down every day mm-hmm. for a week. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean it's got a little intense. So it was it was great and I think uh, I hope I continue to take such risks and I continue to sort of you know put myself on the line and continuously grow. It gave me a, a lot of reason to paint after that. Mm-hmm. You know and I think as artists that's basically what we are looking for we're looking for reasons to do things but were you like 
was the reason to paint better or to prove something more or no 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 the reason was just to take the learnings ahead and i think that's something that failure in general does for me in specific mm-hmm. you know it gives me reason to do things right and not mm-hmm. stop till you've got it right mm-hmm. so after that i a lot of my work thereafter was very very representative it mm-hmm. was uh eye catching in a very uh, in a very uh, simple way like mm-hmm. i mean it was beautiful and 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 stuff like that and mm-hmm. i think now i've come to a point where i'm beginning to challenge that aesthetics again so it's an interesting moment maybe i should go back to shapurjat <laughs> yeah sure sure and paint the same wall again maybe <laughs> <laughs> um yeah the next one actually flows naturally because uh, i had seen one video of yours where you were collaborating with neil shum uh, mulman um uh, doing i wasn't collaborating with neils neils is no. no i was in the same video i was doing my thing neils was doing his thing but yeah i'm not even a big fan i don't like his work so i'd never collaborate with him oh okay yeah. okay uh oh maybe so that was the it was an ndtv video yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. so i thought like, you guys collaborated with together no okay. no no not not over my dead body i don't like his work <laughs> <laughs> okay so this question is i got uh, uh, aligned to that because okay. uh, he he crafted a word i think called as calligraphy or calligraphy yes yeah yeah so uh, do murals have to tell stories always or because now they given your example in uh, this place uh, when you it it's sort of a abstract painting which you did abstract mural which you did so um are there instances where something is drawn very intentionally to move people around to change society and stuff like that or uh, like yeah i mean does a mural have to tell a story no, um, not have to mm-hmm. i don't think it has to and i don't think uh, art i mean predominantly is it used to tell a story uh, in my practice yeah maybe uh, well in in general in the general scene that i see around uh-huh. i see i see a lot of lot of mixed things happening which is great mm. uh i see uh, well obviously it's used for very straightforward communication mm-hmm. it's used in civic civic matters as well mm. for example the work that the ugly indian is doing in bangalore is phenomenal and they're using the graphic language to sort of really create a code for the city and their agenda is very clear it's mm. a functional aspect they're working more around uh, public psychology mm. then graphic art practice and 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 is brilliant you know mm. at the same time uh, if i see the work of someone like uh, samir kulavur or uh, or anandpur varki mm. uh, which is really their own inquiry their own artist inquiry in public spaces mm. uh, i mean i think anandpur's work on on the one hand really reaffirms uh, at least my faith mm. in in creative practice uh, that should exist only for its own development you know mm. there is you don't owe the world anything mm-hmm. as much as the world doesn't owe you anything at all hmm. so at, uh, but yeah i i i feel that uh, at talking about myself there was a time when i was rejecting the possibility of a narrative mm-hmm. completely and i was just saying look this is the look is this is 2d hmm. it's a graphic image hmm. that's the reality get hmm. over it there is no mahabharata or ramayana behind it it's hmm. an image like hmm. you know it's it doesn't represent anything except ink on wall or a hmm. paint on wall hmm. and then i came back to the entire narrative fold where using narratives really enabled me to construct a, a richer tapestry of images hmm. so and currently i'm i'm really enjoying that space but the narrative isn't for the viewer to read into the narrative is only supposed to help me create the image Mm. whether you get the narrative or not i don't care i'm not communicating you see interesting so mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah it's interesting to know uh this aspect uh 
You should definitely talk to Samir Kulubur. Yeah, I'm, I've been I'm, trying. I'm just dying to get him. Yeah, no, I've, I've. I mean, just seeing his arc as an artist, I'm yeah. a, I'm a huge fan. But his latest work, I've I've just been. It's been really really amazing. Especially yeah. Kaiman Mehta wrote something really amazing yeah. about it. In I, fact, I've I've tried calling him a bunch of times, and he's either on the scaffolding or like he's just not yeah. picking up the phone. He's so. a tough one to catch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Amitabh, I would like to conclude with one last question, which is, uh, in the same video, you mentioned that. Um, there's some importance of like i would like to know the importance of initiating the conversation also as you mentioned some time back as well with the audience when you draw so there were a bunch of people whom the the cameraman asked that what do you think how this mural is what do you think uh, it signifies and stuff like that so what is this importance of having a conversation with the uh, people as well in my work yes uh, i think the conversation with people is what makes the work okay uh and it's essentially uh in that sense it like as much as sharper jart was collaborative hmm. because i think my conversation and my impulse with the community there really pushed me hmm. into creating the image that i was i think it really feeds into the, into the dynamics that you are painting in hmm. and around because so much of it feeds in directly uh into what you're doing you know hmm. for example in pune hmm. i mean pune is one of the most fantastic places to go and paint in because the people there are very very interested and absolutely engaged hmm. and they value and they respect your contribution to their city Mm-hmm. it's it's amazing you know harshvardhan uh, i think harshvardhan kadam you know yes, so yes. he curates these fantastic uh, pune pune uh, pune art festivals there mm. uh, pune street art which mm. is which is i think is one of the most lovingly and the most beautifully done events there because he manages to create a public that is an interested public mm-hmm. i mean as much as the onus is on me to sort of uh, have people interested in my work mm. i think the onus is on the audience also to be an intelligent one it's it's it goes with any any other creative pra- Hmm. you know creative practice and in general because the kind of work that we do attracts attention because it's of a certain scale and of a certain visibility hmm. the conversations are fantastic i mean hmm. it's always been phenomenal and it's always been a way to sort of it joins and it bonds you hmm. to whoever encounters you at that moment of making that image so hmm. uh yeah but the comments and the reactions are mainly to uh intellectualize over your art which you have done or is it to really have a reflective view on what you have done i think basically my funda is to uh, make what i do relevant mm-hmm. you know i mean mm-hmm. it has to be relevant i'm a little uh, i'm a little tired of uh, of uh, in my own practice as mm-hmm. of now mm-hmm. of just uh, of just chasing the same things i was chasing 5 years ago okay so i think in my own evolution i am seeking a uh, uh, a direct relevance and impact with the kind of images that i make mm. and so currently that is the nature of work that uh, i'm also occupying myself with where, where we are trying to sort of create images or create campaigns rather mm-hmm. that are effective mm-hmm. as opposed to just beautiful mm-hmm. so for example the entire chickpit mural project uh, which is in the city market mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, again something where i'm where i'm both painting and i have some amount of hand in uh, getting it up together mm. uh, it is trying to follow the historical narratives of of chickpit mm-hmm. you know so it needs to have an agenda there is nothing called a generic public so mm-hmm. you need to have a very carefully calibrated strategy mm-hmm. in terms of what is the kind of public that you're uh, you know uh, going Addressing for to, yeah. yeah which which context with other context have also are about at the same place you know mm-hmm. like they are trying to understand uh, what what their their sense of community partnership and building is I mean having said that I think uh, we still haven't really fully explored the use of the medium 
uh, within the context of working with communities or within the participatory art context you know mm-hmm. you can say that it is really community oriented but at the root of it uh, i i i think there is a lot of potential mm-hmm. in making it open ended in involving communities not just in a manner of volunteering mm-hmm. but in a manner of really changing what art means you know mm-hmm. other than just a beautiful image mm-hmm. i think so that is part of the responsibility that i think me and others like me have mm-hmm. who have been practicing for a while mm-hmm. uh, is to take the con- take take the practice because it's an emerging practice we can okay. we can do what we want to with it really okay. there is like i said i would like to uh, detach from the historical connotations of what it means to be painting in public spaces in india mm-hmm. so what what are the possibilities that lie ahead and i think you know i mean each one of us be it uh, be it harsh or anpu or samir or you know whoever mm. is is really exploring it uh, in their own ways so mm. Mm. interesting so i i hate to ask this but just because you also come from srishti uh, like teaching is srishti but so last concluding thoughts on uh, if someone has to come into this field of like painting public spaces uh, any any it's it's a cliche question but any thoughts on that i mean uh, how someone can go about exploring that option yeah don't feel shy and just paint just come out and express yourself and mm-hmm. and really uh, don't fall don't don't wait for the right thought to occur mm-hmm. uh, don't wait for the ethics to be resolved if it's if it's if even if it's messy and if it doesn't if even if it feels like you know you you need to sort of work out the work out the morals and the ethics of it because mm-hmm. if you really go down thinking down the rabbit hole it's endless mm-hmm. so if you have the impulse uh, my advice would be to just go with that impulse Mm-hmm. and and initiate projects don't wait for some somebody to fund you don't 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 wait for for somebody to monetize you or some sugar daddy to come along and say oh i'm going to make you rich and famous and stuff like that <laughs> but uh, my advice would be just to just to follow i mean it's again like a generic answer to a generic <laughs> question <laughs> it would be to just go out and paint man it's yeah. it's, it's 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 that simple wonderful I think this is a good note to end this. Uh, <laughs> I know there's a lot of things to be uh, uncovered in the whole mural space. I'm planning to do a series of uh, uh, podcasts with like few more. Yeah, uh, you should. People. There yeah, are so many storytellers. Harsh's story, Sameer's yeah. story, Anpu's story. Yeah, it's all it's all really really interesting. Yeah. Cool. Thanks uh, once again for giving your time, and it was lovely talking to you. Absolutely, my pleasure. See you. Yeah. Bye. Thank you. Bye. And that's it from today's Gyan session. Catch us on iTunes, Savan, Stitcher, or any podcasting app you use. Do rate us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay tuned for more Gyan on AudioGyan.com. Till then, bye.